Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. Sticky notes, email alerts, a string around your finger. They're just not big enough. So here's a big reminder from the California Lottery. Tonight's Mega Millions jackpot is over $175 million. Play now. Please play responsibly. Must be 18 years or older to purchase player client. Hi, welcome, everybody. Uh, you heard it at the top of the news. We'll now get a more in-depth uh, report from Steve Gregory on the latest horrible incident in the metro transportation system in Los Angeles County with a man set on fire by a homeless woman. What is this about? Yeah, you know, this happened Saturday night around 10.55 p.m. is actually when they got the call. But apparently uh, there was a man, a retired man in his 70s. He was sitting on the train by himself, minding his own business, on the gold line. And somewhere between the um, Del Mar station and Memorial Park station, somewhere in there, a woman walked up out of nowhere. And this is according to the sheriff's department, doused the man with some sort of an accelerant and then just lit him on fire. And it, they had to, the next the next stop was the lake station. So that was, it's not clear how long he had been on fire or exactly at what point in the, in the, huh. in the trip that she lit him on fire. Oh my God, that's so horrifying and cruel. Well. I, was he homeless or? Uh, no. Uh, 70, just, retiree, 70 years old, lives in the area. He was just what, going What home? time was this? It was 10.55 p.m. So it's not clear whether he was coming from someplace, going someplace. I don't have those details yet, but. Uh-huh. He is not homeless. He was a retiree that lived in the area. So he must have been coming home from someplace or going someplace, obviously. Oh, my God. That's so horrific. Was he asleep or? Uh, no. So she she walked up to him and. Just doused him with something and then lit him on fire. They now, have this woman in custody? Yes. So by the time they got the call, they got to the lake station. Deputies were on scene there. Um, and they took her into custody, and it it was characterized to me that she was extremely uncooperative, could find no ID, uh, found no address for her, 
And so the, the, the assumption there on the part of the sheriff's department is that she's homeless until yeah. they can verify otherwise. This man had ID. He, you know, they knew who he was, where he lived, taken by hospital. He's burned over 40% of his body. Oh, God. Oh, this is horrible. Now, is there uh, video of this? Yes, and I've already put in the request oh. for it. So oh, no. now let's see if Metro follows through Does, on that one. Shouldn't this be the final nail in the Metro coffin here? Don't know. The sad part about it is, guys, it's just that, you know, it's bad enough. This this poor man was just randomly targeted. But what makes it worse is apparently a bunch of people on the train, according to the surveillance video, was recording it on their cell phones. Of him burning? Yes. And not helping? I don't know that. But it, it was characterized to me that more people seem to be interested in getting it on video than helping him. So they could go home and say, hey, look at this guy yeah. who was burned alive on... Uh... And apparently none of that video has been posted yet because that's what Sheriff's Department was looking out for that today. They were looking at because they needed everything for evidence. So they were on the lookout for anything that had been posted. And as of today, this happened Saturday night. Nothing's been posted yet. So uh, it, it's, just, it's just a horrific story. Now, the gold line uh, goes all the way down from East L.A. all the way up to the Sierra Madre station in Pasadena. Uh, this is an unusual occurrence on this line. This line usually never has those kinds of problems. And the captain in Transit Bureau was telling me this earlier. And he says this is just, it. it's just baffling to him. They're used to focusing their efforts on the blue line, the red line. But the gold line, this is not something typically that they come across. Well, it's going to well, spread because yeah, they're not doing anything to stop. hanging out on all these subway lines. So. Right, and there's no there's no consequences for a lot of the uh, crimes yeah. being and committed on the... Uh, he's Steve, about, about two weeks ago, I could have sworn we did a story where it was near a bus stop, a woman yep. set a man on fire. Yeah, they were asking for help to find the person. I wonder if that's the same woman that did that's this. That's what they're trying to figure out right now. They should see if they tie it together, if this is some sort of a serial... Arsonist. I've never heard of a case like this in my life. Well, they're they they booked her on assault with a deadly weapon charge, and they're trying to elevate it to attempted murder. That's what they're working well, on right now. Yeah, but you know the way the laws are structured and, and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, this might be a, another Gascon misdemeanor. They're certainly, they're certain they didn't know each other. That's what. That's what. Um, yeah, the captain said that there was absolutely no evidence. That they knew each other. Because that was my first question. What's the connection? And they said it didn't appear to be one because he was by himself on the train. And then she just walked up out of nowhere, doused him with something, and, and then lit him on and fire. And said nothing? We don't know that. You don't know. There are microphones on those cameras on the train. So if we get our records request fulfilled, we should be able to get this whole story. Do you think they're going to I mean, here's the that thing. video? Or if are they going to erase already, it? They've already, well, they can't erase it. Uh, I mean, I guess they could, they but, it's, could, still a, but... it's still a public document. And it's already out there because I know the investigators have already seen it. The captain in charge of Transit Bureau is going to see it sometime this afternoon. And I'm hoping he can give me a characterization from his point of view. He said this is brutal. He said it was brutal, and that was the way it was told to him by investigators. But um, the I, the thing is, is Metro if they try to if they try to withhold this after they already gave me the other video, how much? Yeah, really. How much of this is made public before something drastic happens? Well, we're breaking I, I mean, it right now, and it's happened Saturday night, and every, this is the first that's been made public. Yeah, that just makes me sick. I mean, to add this to the montage that you got. I, if we could track down his family members. 
I mean, you know, if we could get a, a face of grief for this story. Yeah. You said 40% burn. Do you know where on his body? Or? That I don't know. Presumably, again, if you look at, you know, if he was seated and she walked up and doused him, presumably the upper torso, maybe. Right. And who are the psychos who take video and don't help? Well, like I said, if we get to look at the video, um, wow. you know, and then here's the thing. I, you know, there might be a way for me to see the video without me getting it. If you well, know what if, I mean. If you yes. do, let us know uh, immediately. Yeah, I will. I will. Wow. Wow. But, that, I mean, it's just, you what know. What a sick, scary world the Metro trains have become. Well, this is what, again, the captain was telling me. That what's kind of frightening about this is the fact that the gold line is something, yeah, you know, they always have the minor incidents. And all the trains and buses have some sort of a minor incident. Never, never at this level. And this is what's frightening, he said to him, is, they're used to it on a couple different lines. They're used to it. But that's not the problem. Yeah, but not on this one. Yeah. And this is what's really frightening is that it is now it's kind of like all of the smashing grabs, follow home robberies have now infiltrated into the Beverly yeah. Hills Bel Air area, Brentwood area, all that area up there now that was once always off limits and no one ever came up there and it's all going into those areas now. You know, and and on the metro boards a lot of LA city councilmen, Garcetti, LA County supervisors, it's the same crowd. That have ruined the city and the county, and they've turned Metro into this rolling hellhole. Literally a hellhole. Right, and they cover it up are... because they want people to take these buses and trains and get out of their cars. They try to cover up the crime. Well, you know, like I said, I don't know whether or not this is going to be one of those cases. Uh, you know, since Metro had, had literally begged me not to air that or post that well, other that's video. that's what's sick. And... That's what's sick is they tried so hard for months to stop you from publicizing that video. That, that shows you the, the depth of the mental illness, the people who run Metro. They have no shame. No shame, no remorse, no responsibility, no nothing. That's just uh, so outrageous and crazy. Ah. I'm assuming you have this, but off topic, you know that yeah. the Alabama fugitive and corrections officer has been caught. caught? I was just going to say that, yeah. Steve Gregory. Well, you just you just pay attention to your thing in there. That let is me, my thing. Let me do my thing in here. Oh, um, you broke her news. You did. Shame I've been breaking stuff all day today, Deborah. Okay, well, well then it's my turn. Okay, then what do you want to say? The suspected murderer and prison guard who escaped prison in Alabama have been taken into custody. It happened this afternoon. Look they at were you all. In Indiana. Look at you it on was top Indiana. of it. It wasn't I knew in they Burbank. found a car in Indiana, it wasn't so I was in wondering Bur- if that's what they found. It wasn't in Burbank? No, it wasn't Remember in Remember there Burbank. was a sighting in Burbank? Everyone got all excited. <laughs> yeah, I love it. You just never know when a fight's going to break out here. That's yeah, great. I love it. Well, thank God we're separated by a camera. <laughs> oh, I'm going to come in there and I'm going to give you a breaking news boom. fight. Uh, don't break a heel. <laughs> all right, okay, Steve. Guys, thank thanks you thanks very much for that report. All right. Yeah, because they had just reported that a car was found in connection to the escaped inmate and uh, the woman accused of helping him. So I guess that gave him enough clues to catch up with these two. Do you have any more news or should we just skip you now? Well, I can just repeat it in case somebody just tunes in. Oh, okay. I have a few other story, a couple other stories to go. To. All right. Well, there is a little more on the breaking news this hour that the Whites have been captured. Um, the Whites are as a reference to murderer Casey White, the Alabama inmate who escaped the jail with the help of a corrections officer named Vicki White. They are not related, and <laughs> but they, they went on the run from Alabama. They were probably having relations, though. This is the South, so I want to make it clear. They were... Ah, <laughs> uh, that's an oldie but goodie. Uh, it looks like what they did was after they escaped in the uh, jail car, the police car, they switched it for um, Vicky's own car, and then they dumped that car and they stole another vehicle and 
they were caught. The update we had, because over the weekend, surveillance cameras are everywhere. And apparently they spotted this pair at a gas station and a car wash. I can't get over the physical descriptions of these two. Casey White, the criminal, is six foot nine, weighs 330 pounds. He has a tattoo of eyeballs on the back of his head. He's got some white supremacist tattoos, too, apparently. He has tattoos on his chest, arms, upper back, and some connected to the white supremacist prison gang Southern Brotherhood. Nice. Now, Vicky White is described in this news story as five foot five inches tall, weighs approximately 145 pounds. She has blonde hair, brown eyes, and reportedly has a waddling gait. Oh. They put that in the news story. That's well, because that'll help people maybe recognize her in public. Anything, any any kind sure, of characteristic I I just... which might make her stand out. Uh, and the this... other guy has eyeballs on the back of his head, so hey, you can't miss these two. It looks like they went from Alabama, I don't know if it's straight like Tennessee, Indiana is apparently where they were caught. The weekend story was that their car was found in Evansville, Indiana. And the update in this story in the Daily Mail is that she may have, uh, she's hospitalized with a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Uh-oh. I don't know if that's going to pan out to be the truth, but that's what it says right now. Well, I, you know, I, this is so crazy that she spent her life being, um, you know, prison guard, became a warden, right? She's been Miss Law Enforcement and then loses her mind at 56 and gets hooked up, falls in love with this guy. I wonder when In she two was years. widowed. How long ago was she widowed? That maybe that just set off I mean, an emotional reaction. I mean, and, I know people get lonely, but really. She looked at her I, life and said, I'm nearing retirement, because apparently she was planning on retiring. She sold her home. Uh, they knew each other for two years, is the allegation, that they started talking I, yeah. a couple of years ago. Oh, actually, I bet you. Well, she two. was the warden. She had keys to every room, so they were probably getting it on. Oh. She hadn't had anything. I mean, you got a 6'9", 330-pound prisoner. They, giving you all the pleasure he's capable of? Apparently she's alive, and she may have only shot herself. People thought that he would kill her once uh, you know he used her to get out of there. Yeah, jail. probably eventually. Right. Um, oh in case God. you don't know, but the, the jailbreak took place about 10 days ago. Uh, he's a murderer, and he's apparently confessed to doing a murder for hire of an elderly woman, but he also went on a shooting rampage against his uh, ex-girlfriend and tried to kill her, but she escaped. She's the one that went into hiding. <clears throat> Concerned that him being free, he would come after her again. So, oh, we've got some audio here, huh? Of what? Of uh, something to do with this story here. Um, and uh, Casey White was driving that vehicle. Oh, yeah. uh, Vicki White was a passenger. Uh, as During the pursuit, the pickup truck wrecked. Uh, Casey White surrendered. Vicki White has been transported to the hospital. Uh, for treatment. So this has ended a, uh, a very long and uh, uh, stressful and challenging week and a half. It ended the way that uh, that we knew it would. They are in custody. Uh, what I'm very thankful for tonight is that no one was hurt. Uh, no citizens were hurt. No law enforcement officers were hurt uh, as a result of this escape. Uh, Casey White is now back in custody, and I, I cannot express enough to the U.S. Marshals Fugitive Task Force for the assistance they've been in this. Uh, their agents are actually the ones that were involved in the pursuit. 
Uh, and my, my team of investigators who work diligently alongside the U.S. Marshals Task Force, uh, all the other partners and players in this, the least of which is not the media. You guys have made this happen. You've kept this story out there. You've kept it on, on everybody's mind. And the tips, uh, what led us to the arrest and, and the uh, uh, capture of, of them today was a tip that came from citizens. And those they call those tips in because of the coverage y'all have provided us. You don't know how much I personally appreciate the way y'all have helped us in this case. We got a dangerous man off the street today. Uh, he is never going to see the light of day again. And, uh, you know, that's a good thing for not just our community, but that's a good thing for this country. All right. That was the right. Lauderdale, Alabama Sheriff Rick Singleton. Yeah, the county sheriff. I've seen him on the news over the weekend. He's a good old boy. Does he look like he sounds? He does, yes. <laughs> Remarkably so. Funny how that works, isn't it? It's like, Funny how stereotypes work sometimes. We got them off the streets. <laughs> That's good. Oh, and one of the stories, what they did was after this pair escaped, they just dug up all the surveillance video they could of her movements in the days before the escape, and apparently she was spotted at a sex shop. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. Oh, so, oh, no. In addition to shopping for clothes, she was spotted at a sex shop. So. <laughs> Maybe they were a romantic pair, because if oh. you just heard the story there, there was a police chase involved. Oh, in the they, defin oh, they definitely were. <laughs> Uh, well, he's well, been the, in prison a while, so he needed to. Well, yeah. That's the only thing he could use um, to get her to do this is to give her something that she can't have anymore. I mean, and it's I true. was right. Uh, her husband only died this year of Parkinson's. So oh, some, so maybe yeah, that was a he long. He just slide. died this year. Yeah. Oh, so and and she's been carrying on with him for two years. Yeah, and yeah. maybe just nice uh, when her husband finally died, she decided it's my time to make a break with the man I've been <laughs> talking to Boy, for this two is, years. This Ooh, is what is he's a murderer and he's six foot nine and some other inmate that knew him said, Oh, he has fits of rage. I think he's gonna go suicide by cop. But that didn't happen apparently. <laughs> what a great choice. He'll just for her. escape again, is probably his theory. Is this in the Hall of Fame of midlife crises? Um <laughs> God. I know. That's why I said it's like a lifetime movie. Yeah, it will be. Six-year-old prison guard falls in love with thirty-eight-year-old <laughs> oh, large the, inmate. Yeah, but they're gonna. Yeah, they're gonna make my white supremacist boy. No, they're gonna get a, a, a younger, a slimmer, prettier actress though, because otherwise nobody's gonna watch the movie. Uh, <laughs> nobody's gonna want to see these two grunting and heaving. This is a cougar, right? She's a <laughs> she's an older woman going after a younger man. I'm sorry that he's a criminal murderer, but it is. <laughs> you know, when you say cougar, I just have a different uh, vision in my Oh, head. here's what I was looking for. A potential sighting comes after authorities revealed that Vicky was spotted buying men's clothes at a Kohl's department store in the week before she helped Casey break out. She was also seen visiting a sex shop. Don't know what she uh, bought there, though. Boy, wouldn't you? Uh, no, I don't want to know, actually. <laughs> I was going to say I'd, I'd love to know, but maybe not. <laughs> All right, maybe so there's that your would update. be upsetting. On uh, the big Alabama story that began uh, like 10 days ago, uh, the escaped murderer inmate and his uh, prison guard accomplice, they have both been caught in Indiana today after a police chase. A story almost broken by 
Deborah Mark 15 minutes ago. Well, you She's know, I was bitter. I was waiting for I didn't want to just jump in while Steve was finishing, right? You, and so I was you, waiting for him to just of, of all the things he was done with his report of I all know, the things he could have brought up. Right, I know. Oh my god. You know, you We've got, had words off the air. Yeah. <laughs> Almost every day you do. <laughs> Uh, it's the biggest feud going. John and Ken, KFI. Sorry right, again, repeating if you missed it. The Alabama pair that was on the run, the murderer and the corrections officer, have been captured in Indiana after a police chase. That was the update just moments ago from the sheriff, the Alabama sheriff, where this all started about nine, ten days ago. Uh, remember the story? There? This is going to be the third time in the show this story has come up, John Cobelt. How often does that happen? The Watch Thieves who were robbed by the gangs in the Rolls-Royce story? Yes. In case you don't know, it's happened again. In fact, it was early this morning in the West Hollywood area. Apparently, there was some people who were returning. I'm guessing it was so early in the morning, maybe from a club or some kind of outing. They were in a parking lot uh, on Sunset Strip in West Hollywood, and there was some kind, this is the new part of the story, some kind of an argument going on. And while they were arguing, a Rolls Royce rolled up, a beautiful black Rolls Royce rolled up with six suspects inside, and they robbed some of the people that were arguing. I don't know whether or not it was just this man and his girlfriend mm. or other people, but the story <laughs> focuses on this man and his girlfriend who lost watches worth $20,000. Who are these people? Everybody sounds suspicious here. The perpetrators and well, the victims. He uh, What's going he, on? He got so worked up he's been arrested. The victim. You heard the me victim was, was arrested what, because of the argument he was having? He owns a Lamborghini. Oh, Jesus. He's a British man. Oh. <laughs> and when the police came on the scene, he was believed to be drunk and he was screaming insults. His girlfriend was trying to calm him down. He was arrested because he would not cooperate with police officers who arrived. That's what happened. His Rolex and her Michael Kors watch were snatched by the six-man gang who left the scene in a car that's probably worth more than $300,000 or more than the $300,000 Lamborghini that the victim was driving. How much are these guys stealing that they have a $300,000 Rolls Royce? They probably lease it, rent it. There's, there's high-end places you can get a car. I know, for, but that's you know that's. I don't a, think they buy it. That's a lot of cash, though. Even on a daily basis, you may basis. have to ditch it once people see the Rolls Royce ah. and they'll start to get a make on it. And what's this uh, jackass with the Lamborghini? What's his story? We don't know his name. No but he was sympathy anymore. He, shirtless with a tattoo on wait. his side that read "UK made, comma Cali paid." You so that means me. he was born in the United Kingdom. But I think he's earned his living in California. Whoever what? he is, we don't know who he is. Wait a second. He's muscular. I don't know. He's drunk and shirtless and tattooed. I'm reminded of some kind of MMA fighter. Yeah, he sounds like it. He sounds like some a-hole athlete. <laughs> yeah, and he's he's bulky. It's not like he's a. Uh, they, they got a good picture of the uh, of the big tattoo. What, what, UK what, made Cali was, was there a club that they were coming out of? Uh, that's what we think. It's just they were in a parking lot in West Hollywood or going to their parked car. Maybe it was on a street. It's just it's like clear. a lot of unpleasant animals, aren't there? Oh, it says here they were returning to their vehicle early Monday morning following an argument in a parking lot on Sunset Strip when they were approached by these six guys in the Black Rolls Royce at 1 a.m. 
The suspects <laughs> physically assaulted them, the female victim said, and then robbed them of their watches. I mean, this guy looks like he would fight back, but maybe six of them, and they might have had weapons. Yeah, that'd be a stupid idea. Yeah. You're, she, you're... She's pictured. I don't, I, she's not like, um, what would I say, Playboy kind of knockout? She's not. Oh, she's not? Oh, they got photos of her? Where? Oh, yeah, you didn't see the Daily Mail? It's the no, story. no, no, no. Oh, yes, it's quite the story in the Daily Mail because uh, he apparently was screaming racist slurs. Uh, that's also the big headline in the story. Oh, after he was the... angry. I guess the assailants were black. So oh, I you see. get it. He was really worked up over that. And noticing the tattoos, you can imagine this just added to his, uh, perhaps, uh, his underlying... Uh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> following her boyfriend's arrest, the female victim could be seen returning to her Lamborghini and crying. Oh, my God. Look at him. He's got a beard. I guess a shaven head. No, not a shaven head. Well, yeah. shaving along the sides a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. He looks dumb and drunk. Well, yeah. That's a it's... big tattoo he has because it's not just the slogan UK made, Cali paid. There's some kind of big uh, black tattoo I don't know what it is. It's partially hidden by the by the cop car, but there's some design. Yeah, she's not. Uh... But this is what these gangs do. And again, the story came out. There's at least 17 gangs coming out of South LA. They think that are working independently, looking for people to rob on the streets. And that's a common thing. People come out of clubs. They're wearing their best stuff, their jewelry, clothing. It's right near the London. That's Hotel. who you target. Yeah, I don't know what the London hotels are about. The Viper Room. Oh. Well, ABC there... 7 says it was at Sunset and Larrabee. Yeah, Sunset uh, and Larrabee. Hmm. The Viper right. Room. Yeah. That's where River Phoenix was dead outside of years ago. Right. Remember? Yeah. Yeah, he died that's, of a drug uh, overdose right outside the Viper Room. On the right. sidewalk. You said that, I'm like, I know that name. Yeah. That's what it's most famous for. Well, sorry about that Viper so, Room, but... So, some movie star dying on the uh, Yeah, the, the rest street. of this Daily Mail story talks about all the robberies that are happening in L.A. And then right at the bottom is the picture of Gascon, of course. <laughs> it all leads to him. There's a big chart of the crime. And then there's Gascon's picture. Okay. A couple of smash and rob, uh, smash and grab robbery pictures and videos. And they can't track down six guys in Rolls Royce. Did they just disappear? Yeah, that would seem to be a pretty identifiable, identifiable how, vehicle. How many black it? Rolls Royces are registered in Los Angeles? But it again mentions this LAPD officer. I think his name is Tippett. Yeah. Uh, he, my 34, Jonathan Tippett. In my 34 years in LAPD, I've never seen this type of criminal behavior in such large groups coordinating to conduct attacks on unsuspecting citizens to take their property and vehicles. And the complaint is they're bounced right around. Even if they were arrested, they're turned right well, back that, out. That's why. If they're in jail, they can't commit a crime. If they're not in jail, they'll commit more crimes because they're getting away with it. You don't need any. Uh, you don't need to do any studies. You don't need uh, criminal pro justice professors on the case here. You just right. gotta. It's, it's right in front of your face, idiots. And they know it too. They know it. They want it this way. All right. When we come back, we'll tell you what we know about this uh, terrible Mother's Day story from West Hills in the Valley. A woman apparently killed three of her children, and she was assisted by her teenage son. Coming up next. John and Ken, KFI. All right, well, it's happened again. One odd story coming out of the drought is that uh, human remains are being found at Lake Mead. Alex Stone will join us after the news at 4 o'clock for the latest. Uh, the last time we had him on, it was uh, voters who found a body in a barrel.
that they believe was a person dumped there in the 1970s to the 1980s based on the clothing. Remember that? Probably a uh, Vegas mob hit. That's what they think. We'll find out what this latest find was coming up after the news at 4 o'clock. There's also also some news on California high-speed rail that you got to hear because it's a fight between Newsom and some of the legislators in Sacramento over the remaining bond money. This is fascinating. The Democratic legislature is blocking more high-speed rail spending. How bad do you think it really is? That's exactly how I felt, right? Have you seen the legislature block any spending on anything? Never. Uh, Never. Never. Wow. The real story must be so heinous. And, of course, Newsom is still pushing to spend the last $4 billion. The horrible story yesterday on Mother's Day was that a 38-year-old woman has admitted to killing three of her children. Only problem I had with this story is... All of the local media could not figure out whether this happened in West Hills or Woodland Hills. Over and over again, it just changed from story to story. Not that that's that important a detail, but it was kind of weird. Well, Deborah, it's the 22,000 block of Victory Boulevard. Yeah, I think that's West Hills. I think it's finally today been definitely identified as a West Hills neighborhood, right? But when I first saw the story, I I even showed it to my kids. I said, (gasps) look at this in Woodland Hills. Yeah, don't get any ideas. (laughs) (laughs) Don't. That's right. Your kids ran from the house after you showed them the story. (laughs) Uh, Her name is Angela Flores. And uh, she told police she killed her three children with the help of her, well, from a 16-year-old. I'm guessing that's another child of hers, just the way it's worded in this story. Mother says she killed three children with help from 16-year-old. Yeah, Fox 11 says he's the teenage son. That's what I've been reading. I know. I just the way this is worded in the El Segundo Times is crafty. Well, he's a minor, so they're not officially, you know, rele- releasing uh, who he is would in effect. Oh, release because his name. her name came out. Yeah, yeah, her name is You're out. Right. So. Her name is public, That's, Angela Flores. So yeah. maybe they're afraid if they say definitively it's her son, we'll know his last name is Flores. Maybe I. Who knows? So he was running to a neighbor's house before police arrived, but they uh, tracked him down. We don't know the cause of death. It's something that they're not revealing. They just said the three children were found unresponsive. Um, The teen, by the way, is a 16-year-old also being charged in connection with the triple homicide, although there are reports that police responded to the home because of an assault with a deadly weapon. All right, so, so she a had... stabbing or a shooting or a bludgeoning? So she had four of the kids, or at least four of the kids were there, and her... Uh, I guess her ex-husband had the other three kids. Yeah. Jacob Corona is Flores' ex-husband. He said that she called him Tuesday night and made odd comments. She was telling me all this stuff about God. Uh Uh-oh. She didn't sound right. I don't really know what happened. The two married in 01 and divorced in 07. They had not talked regularly since their divorce. They pumped out seven kids. Oh, no. She had kept kids with other Somebody else then, Yeah, right? because he said they had one child together, but that child is not among the dead and did not live with Flores. He didn't say it lives with me, so I don't know where the child is. It could be a grandparent. That's strange. Um, yeah, so you're seeing a story where she's got numerous kids, huh? Um, I'm looking at he, the El Segundo Times the version The New York from Post this said he, she's said to be the mother of seven. Seven? She's 38. 
Right. And the 16-year-old means that may have been when it started. Neighbor said she heard screaming coming from the home before the police were called. The former husband said, so when she called me, I had my doubts. She's not really, she was not religious before, but then she was talking about death. I said to her, what's going on? My head was going over so many things, but I didn't think anything of it. I didn't know her real situation right now. So, and we don't know. Yeah, now there's speculation that she forced the 16-year-old to participate. Maybe. I don't know. And, and it's not like a postpartum. There's no, uh, you know, little babies. No, I think it, what did you find out? I think, I thought it was a 12-year-old and two eight-year-old twin boys. Yeah. Yeah. A 12-year-old girl and two eight-year-old boys. Right. I mean, sometimes, you know, you get those, uh, those postpartum cases where they right. have uh, a, a bunch of small babies and they drown them in the bathtub. Priscilla Canales, who lives two houses from the scene, said she heard the mother screaming at about 1030 Saturday night. My family is abusing me. Canales said she then saw the woman who moved into the house two or three months ago, walk into the next door neighbor's yard, open a Bible and light candles. Uh oh. There's a lot of uh ohs. Yeah. No, Authorities I mean were notified about the behavior. Paramedics arrived about midnight, put her on a stretcher. The woman tried to wrangle herself free and yelled, where's my Bible? The screaming you heard, you knew she was not okay. I can still hear her screaming. So she had, she's having co some complete mental breakdown. So what happened? She got returned to the home and then the well, kids died? Well, because only can, I, you know what? It's really hard to get somebody put away. They have to be an immediate threat to themselves or someone else. You yeah. have to like catch them holding the knife in midair. And then you can put them away for only 72 hours. No, our mental health laws suck. It's a companion to why the homeless are running around on the streets. Because you can't yeah. do anything with them. Stephen Hayes, a 71-year-old neighbor, stared at the house Sunday afternoon. He had seen the family ride bikes. They looked like nice, normal people. They have the nice-looking house on the block. Mm. Depends what neighbor you talk to. Because they yeah. said they moved in three months ago, but often heard arguments and screaming. Including the night before children were found. This could be uh, this could be complicated. I, you know, depending on the sixteen-year-old's exact involvement in this, and of course, as I mentioned earlier in the show, we have a DA named George Gascon who doesn't mm -hmm. believe that sixteen-year-olds should be no. uh, kept in any confinement for very long, no matter what they do, no matter who they've killed, because they're not mature enough yet. All right, when we return, it's time to bring Alex Stone back on the show. Believe it or not, they have found more. Bodies or body in Lake Mead because of the low water levels. I wouldn't go for a swim in Lake Mead right now. <laughs> this drought may uncover a lot of dead people. If you feel a hand, I wouldn't pull on it. Uh, John and Ken show. Deborah Mark has the news. KFI AM 640. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. 
This week at Safeway, enjoy big savings with the BOGO sale, where select items throughout the store are buy one, get one free. With this week's BOGO sale, get select meats like Signature Farms 90% lean ground beef or boneless skinless chicken breasts or thighs, buy one, get one free. Plus, select fresh produce items like one pound containers of sweet strawberries or containers of blueberries or buy one, get one free. Safeway, come in and explore and see what other deals you can find. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com slash iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling.